Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Mike. This is Chase. And uh, we're going to do a very special episode this week. Maybe we'll do more. We'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to do it uh, records for nothing. We're going to talk about our record collections. Uh, this is something that I started. I started a new job in November. Started working from home, so I uh, I made this idea in my head that I'm going to listen to my whole record collection from A to Z. Um, uh, or at least like the my music because I have other records or like thrift store purchases of like 80s metal and you know pop music and dance stuff and all that type of stuff but I'm not worried about those um, I'm just going to do like the bulk of things that I actually seek out and buy and enjoy listening to so like the punk hardcore emo that type of stuff you know indie stuff uh, so I started doing that and then uh I had a spreadsheet of all my records for a long time, but I, it wasn't super detailed. It was mostly just so if I was out and about and I forgot if I had a record that what it was for, it was just a checklist. So uh, I took that as I was doing this to fill in my uh, actual details of that. And then I started a Discogs finally. I, I don't know why I put it off for so long, but um, to, to document my collection and go through there. So, And then sparked this thing where I started doing it on Instagram just to break the day up and uh and i thought it'd be fun to talk to other people about their collections so uh chase is gonna be a co-starring co-anchor what's the word here i don't know co co podcaster co yeah <laughs> host co-host <laughs> making it more uh difficult than it needs to be <laughs> but uh so he's gonna be my co-host and we don't have, so we don't we'll have do to this. put a label on it you know yeah, yeah, yeah he's just he's just a bud talking about records hell yeah so uh so I figure we'll start with the two of us, and if it goes good, we'll get guests on, and then the two of us will tag team and talk to him, and then or her or whatever them, and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, yeah. yeah. So um, real quick, I, mm-hmm. I know we have a little bit of a structure here, but I'm curious what what was your like? How did you get into vinyl in general, or like did you grow up with records, or what was your introduction? No, uh, there was not a record player in our house, at least not as long as I can remember. Um, really, it started as the, all right, so it was mostly cheapness because for a long time, records were cheaper than CDs. Like you could get an LP for like 10, 12 bucks at the record store where CDs were sometimes 12, 15 bucks in the mid nineties. You know what I mean? Because records were kind of a dying format, so it was just like a, um, it was that. So if I wanted to buy a record, I I went that route. Because yeah. most of the time, for the most part, at that age, uh, for being honest, that's that's the age of Napster, and you know, and and uh, and then Soulseek took the place of that in the late '90s, early 2000s. Um, so I went to LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire was there. We we you know everyone got the shared viruses through <laughs> right. LimeWire and Kazaa and all that crap. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so really like, you know, it was borrowing CDs, copying CDs or downloading CDs was the majority of how I got my CDs and, uh, Columbia house. Oh yeah. Obviously. <laughs> For 99 cents a month. It's a good yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't have any credit history. I'm 14. Yeah. Give me some free CDs. So, uh, yeah. So that's part of what it was and, and it just looked cooler. You know what I mean? If I could spend a little less money and or the same amount of money on something that looked cooler. Right. I went that route. And I bought a record player at, 
I think that's probably how it started was uh, I bought a record player at, you know, uh, at Savers or some, some thrift store around Vegas. And, uh, and then, you know, you, you kind of pick up these fun little stupid records that from the eighties or whatever you can find in the bins there. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'd always get stoked if you found like some actually good music. Like I remember finding a Def Leppard record at like Desert Industries one time and I was like so pumped. I was like, oh yes, yeah, this is a great <laughs> find. And, uh. I remember finding a, uh, not a Judas Priest one, a Dokken record at one of those stores placed too. Yeah. So it's just like, those ones are always fun when you find that type of stuff. And that's probably how it started, was just uh, that type of stuff. What about, what about you? Yeah, um, I actually had a record player um, growing up that, so apparently my dad and his dad, my grandpa, um, who mm-hmm. died, he died before I was born, um, they both went to a Bang & Olufsen store in like the 70s. Mm. And I, my dad's told me the story a few times, but I think they spent like 1500 bucks a piece, which... Jeez, that's that, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, like um, I remember like my dad was telling me he bought a Volkswagen. I, ha- I have a Volkswagen now, a Bug. And he was telling me he bought a Super Beetle like brand new for like $900 or something. So <laughs> just, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, in relation to that, like this system must've been pretty sweet. Right. And, yeah. and like B and O was, I think big at the time. They're actually They're um, still pretty big. Like they still have really good material. Right. At least as far as I know, I think they, well, I think they must've had, I don't know if they, I'd have to look back at the history, but it seems like they maybe had a little gap where they weren't doing anything or, Mm. got acquired by somebody but they're in like i know some of the higher end i think it's ford vehicles have yeah, yeah. like bang and olufsen's systems in them mm-hmm. um but anyway i so i had this um i mean and to me it seemed like an old you know it, it was it was actually really like for the 70s it was probably super innovative because it had like the volume was just touch sensitive or like oh wow like you tap it and the volume goes up but it had this really clunky remote and um like the speakers were not great but uh well (laughs) i'll get to that a little more late later but (laughs) so most of my parents like record collection was old country music like george jones and the judds and um (laughs) Donny Osmond. Yeah, George Strait and and then like okay. a few soundtracks like um Ghostbusters and Grease and Footloose. Uh, those, yeah. Those are decent though. Oh yeah, like I still to this day like I have a certain fondness for like that yacht rock sound, you know, like the Doobie Brothers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of it stems from that because I grew up on primarily, you know, like uh Casey Kasem in the top Okay. whatever, 40 on Sundays where it was just like you know, nineties country music. Oh, okay. And, uh, so the funny thing was, so when I got, I think it was, I was 15 when I got my first bass guitar and me and some buddies started a, you know, a shitty punk band. And I used that system for like this, the vocals or for, oh, the, for the PA <laughs> and <clears throat> Totally, like, I'm sure it blew out those speakers. Oh, you had to have. Yeah, I was always competing with Jared, 
O'Brien, yeah, <laughs> you know, point. on guitar. <laughs> and I didn't have a PA, so I would just hook up my microphone to this system and, you know, <laughs> scream at the top of my lungs. And uh, uh. so, but anyway, I like, I remember at that time, like, I, I feel like most of the bands that I, if I was buying something at a show, again, it was probably like a cost thing, but I would get like a seven inch or something here and there. Mm-hmm. I remember getting like an MXPX seven inch way back then and just thinking it was so cool. And, um, and then like later trying kind of doing the same thing, like, um, going to thrift stores and just like, and even still, when I go to a thrift store now, mm-hmm. like I go yep. flip through the records just in case there's something good yeah, there. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, but that was that was my introduction, and I actually ended up with that. My dad gave it to me a few years ago because they never used it. He was mm. hanging on to it for a while, or maybe it was my mom didn't want to get rid of it. But um, the thing I've found to be difficult with that particular turntable is the cartridge, and I should probably look at it again. Because mm-hmm. when I when he gave it to me, um, I was still, I mean, I was fairly newly married with a kid and poor, <laughs> and <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> I remember the cartridge, like a replacement cartridge, was like three hundred something bucks, and I was like, "Holy yeah. cow!" I'm like, "No way! I'll just buy a new turntable." <laughs> and uh, so that's what I did. Um, I bought a different turntable, and so this one's just been sitting in storage, basically. Um, I still have the speakers that I've been meaning to like re, you know, put new speakers in because the other ones are blown out. <laughs> but oh, man. Um, where like, did you look to get that cartridge? Uh, I, I honestly don't even remember. I, I searched, um, just for the model number. Okay. And like again, on eBay or just like on Google, like just like probably just Googled it and okay. found like an, like an audio file type okay. website. Um, but honestly it's probably been six or seven years ago. So okay. there may be something out there now that's a little more reasonable. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I bring that up because, uh, since you, yeah, we'll, let's just talk about our turntables then. So I have, I have two turntables. I have one upstairs and we have a split level house. So we have one in the basement and one upstairs. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, the one upstairs is an old GE console cabinet, like player, you know, yeah. so it's got like the speakers, like a, you know, it's like a whole thing, um, built in looks like a, looks like a TV stand type of deal, but it's like, like that mid century modern look, but like towards the end of the MCM era. So it's not as like cool looking but it still is really cool looking yeah it's just not as like uh space agey like jetsony you know what i mean right but um so it's the it's the abington console rc 4231a and the reason why i know that is because uh i had to replace the speakers um not because they sounded bad just because they were kind of old and one of them had a little bit of crackle in it so i just bought new speakers and replaced it but then i also wanted to get a new stylus and um I think I got a new cartridge for it at some point too. And then recently within the last like two, maybe the last year and a half, two years, I replaced the tubes in it too. Um, so it was one of those things where I just documented all that information. So whenever I had to look for tubes and stuff, I could, I didn't have to go break out the flashlight and, pull it out right. and get behind there anymore. So I wrote it down. Nice. But uh, so, um, so that same thing. So I found a stylus, some guy online on eBay. He had like a shop and, um, I really just, I just wanted one and it was like 10, 12 bucks or something for a new stylus. And, um, 
but I think that they're like for that older equipment, I think there's not as much of a demand anymore. So what I'm long story short is I bought one and the dude sent me three. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. I think he just sent me his whole stock <laughs> of whatever he had for it. Cause he's like, no one else is going to buy this. Damn thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you might get lucky on eBay with some random guy that just has a whole bunch of old stock and stuff. So, uh, that's where that was going. Yeah. But, uh, that thing's been a trooper. Jen got that for me for my birthday. Probably almost probably, it was probably my first birthday after we moved to Pennsylvania. So probably about nine, 10 years ago, almost now. Nice. She got that for me. And then I have in the basement, uh, it's one of the, it's from the eighties. Um, it's got like the wooden, like the sticker wooden on the sides and it's oh, got yeah. the glass top and the glass front with the magnets. And then, uh, it's got the wood veneer speakers that are tall. They're probably about like three feet tall. Um, they actually sound pretty good. And then, um, but they were a little bit m- like that muffly bassy kind of sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're just, they're probably just a little worn. So then I, I went and got, uh, a couple of like speakers at the thrift store from like a, you know, it was one of those combos, like a CD player and has a speakers that you can remove. Yeah. Like deals. And, uh, it was just a speakers and I was like, cool, I'm going to see if these work. So I hooked those up in tandem with that. Cause it has, you can run four speakers out of the system. And those combined sound really good together because they have a little bit more highs and a little bit more lows. So it's like, but the, uh, the big speakers have like good mid range. Um, I got this console from my neighbor when she was moving out. She, uh, it was her dad and it was just sitting downstairs and she was, they were throwing out another consoles like from the eighties. And I was like, yo, does that thing work? And she was like, yeah, it does. I was like, wow, you want it? I was like, if it works, I'll take it. I've been looking for an extra one to put in the basement. And uh, she was uh, she was like, well, I got a better one inside if you want to take a look at it. I was like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so I went in, and I was like, this thing's fucking sweet. But it is a tank, man. Yeah. Like, um, but it's, it's sweet. It's even got, like, a space at the bottom for, like, a, I don't know, probably about 40 or so records. You know, it's got, like, that little oh, yeah. thing you can, like, storm in the bottom. Sweet. Um, so I... Uh, I've been rocking that thing and I probably play that more now because that's where I, I work down here. So that's the, that gets more heavy rotations, but nice. Yeah. So check eBay. You might, you might find a, a decent cartridge. Yeah. At the very least, like if someone's just selling it, be like, yo dude, I'll give you 40 bucks for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you might be like, you know what? I'm never going to sell this thing. Yeah. You can have Take the whole else. thing. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I need to check it out. I, I actually just had to move the speakers that go with that system mm. around uh, my wife was doing a little remodeling or something. And I had to move them from one room to another from upstairs <laughs> to downstairs. And they're so heavy. Uh, and I'm like, it just reminded me like, I need to rebuild this at some point. Like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a fun project for sure. Yeah. yeah it'd be cool to find all the parts. It's, it's crazy. Like uh, I went to a store. It's like an, kind of an audiophile type store in um, Seattle and mm. kind of the same thing. Like, I mean, so much just cool vintage equipment and the price point on some of that stuff is just absurd. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't even know. I, I kind of, I don't know if it's similar to like, like wine or something, you know, where like, <laughs> I, I think there is a bit of that. I know exactly what you mean. You know, like if a 15,000 or like, you know, listening to like Henry Rollins talk about his speakers that are like, uh-huh. I don't even know, like $30,000 a piece or something. And you're yeah. like, at some point, 
like I'm assuming like okay maybe like the boxed wine sucks but mm-hmm. there I've watched some of those things where um you know like they have the what do they call what do, what do you call like a wine like a sommelier or something or just a wine snob who like yeah 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 they like taste the boxed wine and then the expensive one and they think the boxed one is the expensive mm-hmm. one or yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. and <laughs> yeah so i like i feel like there's a point of diminishing return i guess is what i'm getting at like i think that like with a nice a really nice setup like i don't even know what the price point is mm-hmm. like i don't know if i'm sophisticated enough no to know the difference between something that's a thousand dollars and something that's fifty thousand dollars right yeah like it's gonna sound fucking awesome no matter what (laughs) it's gonna sound way better than my you know uh walkman or whatever i yeah (laughs) you know grew up listening to music on (laughs) it's like once you get past once you get past like that entry level of like just like cheap you know what i mean like everything sounds pretty good you know what i mean like yeah I, i i when i uh Back when I used to do recording and when I was in school uh, at UNLV, I took, I was, I was like one, I was one class shy of minoring in audio engineering. Oh, nice. But, uh, but the, the only class I needed wasn't offered until the next fall and I was graduating. So I was like, I'm not coming back in the fall just for one goddamn class. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. this is dumb. So, uh, so that went out the window. But anyway, so like they had really top of the line equipment and like really good monitors and like I'm in there and like, this sounds fucking great. But at the same time, I'm like, I mean, I got like 300, like, I think it was like $250, like a pair was like 250 bucks, like monitors at my house. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, it sounds good, but I don't know if it sounds, you know, that good. 15 <laughs> times as amount of good. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Like for the price. Yeah. That's how uh, times or whatever. You yeah. Know what I mean? I'm just like, eh. I feel like a lot of people are just like, listen to it on a decent pair of headphones or whatever, yeah. or like a decent set of speakers. And I did the same thing. I did a recording studio class at mm-hmm. uh, community college of Southern Nevada. Yeah. And, uh, it just reminds me the, the professor there worked with some of the shows in Vegas and his, he thinks the best song ever recorded is Sledgehammer. And I, I remember... <laughs> Gabriel? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just remember, like, anytime I hear that song, it takes me back to that class because he would play it and just, you know, be, like, breaking down, like, you know, all the layers. And I'm like, That's yeah, it's a, you know, it's a decent song. <laughs> I don't know if it's... <laughs> I don't know if I feel like it's the best song ever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you were gonna. I thought he was gonna bring up Steely Dan because I feel like that's like the go-to for like every audiophile is like Steely Dan is the best recordings you'll ever hear. Right. <laughs> yeah. I. I don't know. I. I do. Um, I've noticed a. Well, it's probably just the difference between listening to like streaming music now, and like the thing I love about vinyl is. Um, it kind of takes me back to that, like, you know, when you would buy a new CD and you, I mean, you were forced sort yeah. of to listen to it front to back. Yeah. Like it's easier mm-hmm. to skip tracks on a CD, but you know, if you want to skip a track on a record, you have to like get up. Yeah. It's move. Like work. Yeah. And, um, so I, the thing that I really love about it is that when I get a new record, I sit down. A lot of times I do plug in my headphones. I've got, I'm wearing them now. I just bought a pair of, uh, their, let me look, Sony <laughs> MDR 7506 professional 
dynamic stereo headphones and uh, i don't know that model but i know I, i'm wearing a pair of cheaper like cheapo sony headphones and these were only like 30 bucks and they sound great like sony sony makes some quality headphones yeah these ones they i like did kind of splurge on them because i, I honestly it's probably because of jared again like we occasionally send stuff back and forth and mm-hmm. um it's like oh man you got to listen to this album you know on a on a good pair of headphones and so i uh a couple years ago so back to my turntable i guess i had bought a i think it was a sony i don't remember what it was but i had it for three or so years when my kids were a little and then i decided that i wanted to upgrade and so i started doing some research and um I I ended up well I gave that one to my nephew who was just starting to get into he lives in Vegas and um he was getting into records and it was a good excuse for me to upgrade I'm like well I'm going to give this one to my nephew and so yeah 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 I ended up going I didn't go like super I got to fix these there we go um I didn't go super high end I went with the it's an Audio Technica ATLP120 Okay. The USB, not the Bluetooth one. Um, okay. And I just wa- I mean, I've watched I don't know how many reviews and all these like audiophile dorks on YouTube <laughs> doing reviews, and <laughs> um, this one seemed like a good. It's like three hundred bucks. Um, really good quality. It's heavy. It's like fourteen or fifteen pounds. Does it have a built-in amp, or do you have to? It, plug that in separate um i think this one does have the preamp built in okay and i i also have like a it's an older yamaha mm-hmm. um like whatever you call those uh you know you know the thing <laughs> um <laughs> like the <laughs> i'm totally blanking on what it is <laughs> but <laughs> The shit that you plug everything into. <laughs> oh, like the the system or whatever. Yeah, the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. know what. The, yeah, now I'm blanking yeah. too. But yeah. know, the stereo system. Stereo yeah, system. Um, so I have one of those, but I believe this one you can't. Like, if you have powered speakers, you can plug it directly into it. You don't need oh, the yeah, preamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but um, and I don't use powered speakers either. I've got an older set of Pioneer, I believe that I picked up from a guy I helped move. Um, I think they were nice like 20 years ago. Um, Hey man. Yeah. As long as they're not beat, they, they, those speakers can hold up. Yeah. Yeah. They sound, they sound really good. Um, but like plugging into this thing with my headphones and listening to an album is like, and part of it too, I think is the kind of, uh, isolation or whatever you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially with kids, you know how it is, but like, yeah, yeah. I can sit there, look at the, you know, the jacket and like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and really just enjoy like a whole album, which is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, that, that brings up a good point because I feel like so much of modern day music, I think ever since probably the two thousands, maybe even the nineties, like everything's just been built around the single. And then nowadays everything's just built on like streaming it's just like that one song like i love album i love listening from song one till song 13 or whatever it is you know what i mean like yeah i like listening to the track listing i like an album that has good ebb and flow and 
And I feel like nowadays, like everything's like, oh, we got to pump out a new single every two months. And it's just like, I hate that. Like, I hate being like spoon fed. Doesn't that drive you crazy? The shit like really does where they're like releasing one song like six months in advance and then they'll release Uh, another and you get like four of them and then the album drops and you're like, oh, I'd forgotten about this. Yeah. Like the excitement's gone. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Like uh Hot Water and that new album comes out in like a couple weeks here. And uh they've released two or three now. They just released another one yesterday or something like that. And and uh, like I didn't even want to listen to it. I'm like, fuck it. I've already heard two songs. I don't need any more. Just I'm I'm excited for the record. Just give me the goddamn record. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with like uh like a single or you know, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. But like a get pumped for the new record single. I'm for that. Yeah, there is something, and I feel like they're doing it so far in advance now, and I think it's it's a model for, like, the, it's got to be for, like, Spotify and Apple Music and stuff mm-hmm. to, like, try and just maintain your position on mm-hmm. the, you know, the charts or the new music playlists yeah, or whatever. Yeah, be relevant, too, you know what I mean? Like, I think so much of, like, the attention span is null, so if you're not coming out with something new, it's just, like, people especially kids don't give a shit. Like yeah. music is so easy to consume now. It's just like, they just move on to the next thing so quick. Right. Yeah. I think that that's, that's a cool thing that I've experienced with my kids too is, uh, again, it's an easy excuse for me to buy more records, but like if my kids are into an album, I, I will buy it for them for their birthday or whatever. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this is yours. And they they play it all the time at the house and like that's something i've had to come to terms with um mm-hmm. i'm actually like i'm i want to i've been for a year at least i've been doing the same thing i did 5 years ago or whatever when i bought this last turntable but i'm like mm-hmm. i'm doing research and i want to get like maybe one step up and okay. and put like a a nicer system at my office where i can like keep my records and the prize records <laughs> yeah and not have to worry i've already had to replace the stylus on that on my audio technica once because kids are just kind of rough with it and yeah, yeah like some of the records i've gotten them skip and and i mean they play them a lot though and it's like a yeah. really cool thing to i don't know just to i think get to share with them yeah, and yeah. and also hopefully it gets them to appreciate the the album format you know rather than yes. just yes you know the single or whatever it is that we're complaining about you know yeah well, that's old people talk <laughs> yeah <laughs> complain about yeah uh, um yeah it's it's really cool because um like some of my kids favorite records um one of them made my made my list because i think it was probably one of the first ones i bought for them but they like um like i found a stacy q album who she has one song on hot rod that uh two of hearts song when they're like skating in the parking lot you know uh, <laughs> and, okay. and it's just like an 80s uh you know pop singer like uh-huh. tiffany or whoever like had one song that was popular but they play that record so much that's awesome. and just dance around in the living room and it's super fun and you know like you listen to four songs then you have to flip it <laughs> yeah yeah um which is, no, it's a cool, like, you know, it's active listening is what I always yeah, tell yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, do you like seven inches? Um, I do. Uh, I, I think that they're, they're kind of a, I don't, they, they almost feel like 
I don't know. Like I didn't collect baseball cards, but they kind of feel like that kind of a thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Like I have a handful of them from even like some bands that I don't really like. I have a newfound glory one. That's really awesome. Is that <laughs> uh, tip of the iceberg one. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, it's that sounds right. Um, that's a, that's, that's a great collection of like four songs or something. Yeah. That might be it then. I think they cover a lifetime song on it too. That cut the tension song. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's a great little uh, yeah couple of songs. There. So I would the the way that I've ended up with a lot of my seven inches is doing like um, either mystery boxes or uh, yeah yeah um, you know you'll like buy a couple of records and like from Victory or uh, yeah just throw it in there yeah like, that's only Bridge five Nine or whoever and they'll like throw some other stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I have a handful of those records that, like, those would be ones that come to my office because I don't listen to them at home that much because they're, you know, hardcore or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that I think I think they're cool. It is kind of a novelty thing to me. Um, what? How do you feel about them? I I I th- the, the baseball card analogy is good because I think they're more about the collecting and more about the the provenance type of thing then because i hate listening to seven inches yeah it's just so annoying like every you know five minutes you got to get up and flip it over right and and i don't listen like that like i don't really like sit next to my record player like i don't really listen to my records with headphones yeah like, that's more of a put it on the speakers type of thing for me yeah um like headphones are usually like on my phone or you know what i mean like if i'm traveling or something like i really don't listen to music on headphones much unless i'm like traveling or doing something like that. You know what I mean? Sure. So, so for me, seven inches are a pain in the ass. Like, it's just like, it just forces me like, now I got to get up again. Like I might as well just listen to it on my computer. That right? <laughs> right. load up a whole bunch of them. And not have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that like, I've probably listened to all of them outside of that, that MXPX one. I think it was called broken bones or something Okay. that I got probably in high school and I played that one a fair amount, mm-hmm. but the ones I have like now as an adult, like I'll listen to them once and then they go in a stack. I've got a stack of seven yeah. inches that just kind of fun to have them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm the same. Like I probably got about like 40 or 50 or so. Okay. Oh, just like, nice. but it's the same thing. It's just like, I get a lot from mystery boxes and then a lot of them are like, uh, sometimes they were like pre-orders. Like I got a couple that it was like pre-order the record and you get a free seven inch type of thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like you get the bonus seven inch, like so I've probably got about like eight or ten of those, and it's just like, oh, cool song I'll never listen to. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they they do kind of feel like they're. I mean, there there's a couple that I really like, but they're usually not. You know, they're either ones that didn't make the album, or it's like yeah, it's like a B side or a cover song, or something. yeah, or something live or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Outside of like supporting like a local band, like right. I really don't really pursue them that much yeah like uh you know what i mean but uh every now and again like i'll i'll grab something like i think the one of the few ones i actually bought for that was um i think both of them were descendants records like it was like a record store day one that came out a couple years ago and then um milo of the descendants put out a record last year two years ago three years ago i don't know somewhere in the last couple years called rebuke and it was basically uh or under the name rebuke and it was uh just him 
yelling and playing a little ukulele thing with like four songs. And that, again, it was just a novelty, but I was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. And I was able to get it from fat, like the limited color one. So I was like, at the very least, it'll hold its value. <laughs> I can resell it for some money <laughs> if I needed to. Right. <laughs> that's a, oh, that's man. kind of a trip. Um, like I've, I've gone on, um, eBay a couple of times to like, I was looking for, I was just going to see if there was like some poison the well records mm-hmm. probably six months ago or something. And there were like two and they're like $300 <laughs> yeah. or something. I'm like, uh, I guess, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, a, I got two, all right. That's, I got two follow-up questions for that. One is more of a comment. I recently heard that someone is repressing tear from the red for sure. And possibly another poison the well record. So in the next, couple of months so be on the lookout for that oh dang I'll, yeah i'll for sure have to watch that um, if i see anything about it i'll let you know and then uh the other thing my question was what's your price what's your like ceiling like for most records like i know there's a couple where i'm like i'd probably spend that much like if it came out but like what's your uh what's your like price top um it depends like if i if i had to put a number to a record just because to me, they're still very, like, uh, I guess, u- utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not, my my life right now is just too chaotic. My, like, I try to alphabetize mine, but, like, and, and I've tried to, like, keep the dust covers on for a while. And then I'm like, ah, this is annoying. And I just take them off and because I want to listen yeah. to them. And so yeah. I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not really to that, like, collector stage where it's, like the the item itself carries that much value like i want to be mm-hmm. able i don't necessarily want a record that i'm like scared to listen to yeah, and no, i agree that was like at furnace fest where people were standing in line all day for like one of the whatever you know records that they had there and they're like missing out on a day of live music you know and i'm like i have no interest in that so i I could see myself spending probably like 50 bucks on something i really wanted if Uh if i got in an auction situation like Mm -hmm. those always entice me i'll be like you know somebody's bidding against me i'll be like fuck you i'm gonna you know yeah yeah (laughs) but how they get you yeah um like i would never at least right now um even though like i would that poison the well record would be awesome to have like I would want to listen to it and I would wear mm-hmm. it out. And you know, like that's yeah. the other thing about records is they have like a, there is a shelf finite. Yeah. The they have part. a finite yeah. amount of time that like the quality diminishes over time. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they're very like, they're, they're kind of fragile, right? Yeah. I, they're not as bad as they used to be. Right. Like the, the makeup, like the chemical makeup or whatever, plastic makeup or whatever you want to call them yeah. is better than it used to be in, and they are generally, I mean, if you go and get like, you know, the Grease soundtrack, that thing's going to be flimsy as hell because mm-hmm. they, they did it as cheap as possible just because they were pressing a crap load of them. And, right. But, and nowadays the standards are much thicker, like better press. And then there's also like the 180 gram ones, which I have a couple of those. Those are, those are cool. Those are badass. That's, I, uh, which we may get to this a little more, but I, I tend to go for those over like, yeah, like I really, I really, I really love the, you know, just some of the color stuff they're doing now. Uh-huh. But, um, one of the ones that I pulled off, um, I think it, 
uh, it's either uh converge or uh me without you is a just the 180 gram audio file pressing and i picked that over you know the cool color variant because i mm. wanted like the best sound quality i could get yeah i do that too yeah. i did that with a couple boys's fire records where it was like you can get the the black one that's 180 gram or you can you know and i'm like dude that and a lot of ta- a lot of times they're like more available because people go for yeah. you know yeah. the cool colors and you're like well yeah i'm gonna listen and the to funny, it <laughs> and it's, it's sometimes funny because they do like less of those too so it's like it's technically the more rare right record you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> like, like i think uh one of the ones i got from bridge nine was a black voice that's fire one and uh it was that same thing it was like they only pressed like 300 of those in the first press and then like everything else was like at least like 600 or something. And I'm like, yeah, those ones are all sold out and the black one's still there. I'm like, why aren't people buying like, cause people are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, if, if you're going to just display them or yeah, yeah make yeah. a Instagram post or whatever, like mm-hmm. having the color is cool. But, um, I mean, I still like, I pulled out a couple getting ready for this and I was like, mm-hmm. Oh man, I forgot about this one that are like, yeah, yeah you know the cool how cool it was yeah the splatters and stuff but Mm -hmm. um but yeah those those heavy 180 grams just feel really stout and they sound really good (laughs) yeah yeah and they just yeah like again they they just feel like they're gonna survive (laughs) a little better (laughs) right (laughs) Uh, oh back to the price point thing that's pretty much where i'm at too like 40 50 bucks is like where i top out like there's a recent uh Further Seems Forever did a repress of The Moon Is Down recently, and they only sold it in some, like, big collector's edition thing that was, like, 60 or 70 bucks or something. So it's, like, a record. But it came with a book and, like, this other stuff, so it wasn't, like, just a record. But at the same time, I'm, like, I'm not spending. I even, like, got there in time because I was, like, oh, sweet, I want that record. And I was hoping that they'd have, like, just you could buy the record, too. Right. And the only way you could buy it was in this, like, collector's edition thing, and I'm, like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm spending $75, $80 probably with shipping and everything. Just for one record it's like come on yeah i've i've uh i've fallen into some of that stuff and like i appreciate some of the artistry every mm-hmm. now and then like i've got a one of the ones i brought was me without you that is a like it's a really cool kind of artistic um like the jacket you open it up and it has like as you move stuff around like it changes the uh, you know it's like a kids book almost where Uh, you know as you slide it out like there's cutouts and stuff that change and Mm -hmm. um and it's just like a lot of thought and creativity when it's the pale horses album okay and uh you know it's thick and it was really cool like upon opening it and Mm -hmm. like just that experience of opening it is really exciting you're like oh man this is so awesome like you really appreciate the artistry and everything and then you never look at it again and you just yeah. <laughs> like if you're gonna listen to it you just pull out the record and play it so yeah. like uh i don't know that it's worth the extra money just for that initial like unboxing experience right yeah yeah that's funny but it is still kind of like any of those i feel like there's you know box sets and stuff like that are kind of similar where it's a little bit more it, it does kind of add to the experience i guess yeah yeah yeah, I was just bummed that they didn't have the regular record because I'm the same way. Like, I buy records to listen to them. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't buy them. I mean, everything in here, like, yeah, I have a, a collection, but at the same time, it's like, it's not stuff that I don't like. You know what I mean? Right. Like, 
for the most part. There's a couple of records that I'm like not crazy about, but again, they came in the same way that you were talking about, like the seven inches. Like I got a lot of mystery packs or, you know, like stuff like that. Right. Um, for the most part, it's, it's a lot of the albums I bought are like retroactive. You know what I mean? It's like, I love this record, so I'm going to go and buy it. You know what I mean? Like rather than, uh, like preemptively buying it, hoping that I like it. You know what I mean? Like if I'm on the fence about it, I'm like, I'll see how the record sounds and I'll go buy it if I need to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I like, I don't know that I'll do a a lot of mystery boxes moving forward Mm -hmm. because I've ended up with a lot of stuff that I just like, I literally never listened to. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm the same way. Like some of my favorite records are, um, more recent that I've bought. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, stuff that you know I've discovered by doing the podcast with you guys, like Citizen and Turnstile mm. and uh, Joyce Manor and stuff, like because mm. it's stuff that my and a lot of it relates probably to my kids too. Like it's records that they really like, and so I'm like, I'm going to buy all these. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, but it's always after the fact. It's not yeah, like yeah, I yeah, I do think I yeah I probably pre-ordered like the new Citizen and Turnstile albums, but that was mm-hmm. because I already knew. Damn, did you get a copy of Glow On? Uh, yeah. Damn, I was so pissed. Like, I went and it was sold out when I went uh, to go pre-order it. And now those things are like, they haven't done a repress yet, like a second pressing. And people are, like, scavenging for those things. Right. Crazy. <clears throat> There's been a couple of those lately that I've, um, oh, like that uh, Converge Chelsea Wolf. Um, uh, okay, the blood yeah, yeah. moon thing mm-hmm. where I was like trying to figure out which one, cause they did like f- four different uh, color variations. And then they had like a, um, I don't remember, like the label had a special one and then like mm-hmm. some, one of the, what's the magazine Newberry or very comics or yeah, know, somebody like, yeah, they had like a bunch of, and I was like, uh, on the fence on which one to get and then like i went back the next day and they were like all sold out and i was like oh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, i guess i should have jumped on that but yeah. i i mean that's another one that i'm like i was more doing it for the whatever for the just the aesthetic just, of it or yeah just yeah, yeah. just to have it like that's not mm-hmm. something that i feel like i would actually play a lot at the house so yeah yeah what's uh what's the newest record you bought what's your most recent purchase um, it's gotta be either, well, actually, uh, I guess it would be, um, at, I got, um, <laughs> I think it's microwave is one of the, oh, band, okay. yeah, one yeah. of the bands that was at furnace fest. I think that's the last record I actually bought. Nice. Um, off the top of my head. Cause I pre-ordered the, the turn silent citizen ones, but those would be the other two. Nice. Um oh and I bought a Code 7 record while I was there. Oh shit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I got a a Code 7 shirt too. It was a <laughs> They what was that? What was that album they had? It was so good. It was like blue on the cover. Is that the one you bought? Um I honestly don't remember. I don't um, remember what the hell it was called either. Yeah. I just remember I remember they had one album that was really goddamn good and then they had another album that was all right, but they had one album that was so good. Yeah. I like honestly the reason i ended up with those two i mean i like i like code seven from back in the day and then Mm -hmm. microwave i had listened to them a little bit before the festival and thought they were cool i only saw a little bit of them but like all the other lines were just so long and there was like (laughs) nobody at theirs and i was like the code seven had a badass shirt that i wanted 
and same with microwave and so i stood in line got a shirt and a record and that's like the only merch i walked away with from that thing just because i didn't feel like standing in line <laughs> i think it's division of labor is the one I'm. that sounds of. right yeah that oh, was grayish purplish color it wasn't necessarily blue but yeah right. yeah I think my my most recent purchase was uh there was a repress of Operation Ivy's Energy. That, oh. That's one of those albums that I've been wanting for a long ass time, and uh, anytime it got repressed or something, it would like sell out super quick, and or it would go like ten years without being repressed. And uh, so it, it was a recent pressing this year, and uh, it's funny they didn't do the pre-orders until like it was ready to ship. So I got it from Tower Records of all places is where I bought it from. And uh, apparently Tower Records is still around. And um, yeah, so I got it from there and it was here within like three days. I was like, this is fucking dope. And it was uh, like a normal price record too. It was like 20, 20 bucks, something like that. So I was, ex- I was excited about that. One of those bands that I've been listening to since I was, what, 14, 15 years old? Yeah. Um, I did, based off of your recommendation, um, got the 10 remastered oh on, yeah on that's so good yeah <laughs> it is it's really great um, i love listening to like some people don't like the remastered part of it like the remix yeah i think it's a remix not even a remaster but uh i love that like they got rid of like some of that reverb that made it kind of sound like you know like that late 80s early 90s sound yeah it just it sounds more timeless i guess you know what i mean yeah i I mean, it does, it feels different, I think, just because, mm-hmm. I mean, you hear those songs so much just, mm-hmm. you know, on the radio or whatever, like, um, and so when you hear it and it sounds different, you're like, wait a second, like, this isn't, this isn't even flow. What the hell yeah, is going on here? exactly. But I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah. And I like that they, they packaged it with both copies too. So if you don't like that, don't listen to it. You right. Know? Yeah. Like you have that choice you could make, you know? Yeah. I, I remember when I first got that, I was like switching them back and forth. I was like, oh man, this is great. Like just like hearing the differences. I was like, yeah, that is, awesome. that is cool to be able to go back to back. Yeah. Uh, I think we skipped this, but what was your first record then that you bought? So the first record, like first, not, yeah. not like, like the first record you really wanted. Not when I'm talking about like a thrift store buy or, you know, like the first record oh, of a man. band that you really liked. That makes it more complicated because I have, so I have a couple, so I have <laughs> my buddy Walter gave me a copy and I don't know, I think he had Not maybe. necessarily bought then, like the first record you acquired that you really like of a band that you really like type of thing well it's not even one of those it's just it's paranoid by black sabbath but Uh, i've had it the longest as far as like my personal record like that's the very first one outside of stuff that was my parents and it was he was a kid that i went to school with and i don't even remember why i was at his house and we were talking about records and he just gave it to me and i was like sweet and like <laughs> I still play it to this day. Like I think it's fun to put on like Iron Man or yeah, Pigs of War record. or whatever. Like my my kids jam out to it. Um the other the other one that comes to mind is so I bought a for thirty bucks off Craigslist before I moved from Vegas. So fif- more than fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Um I bought three like totes full of records from some lady and most of it was 
bullshit. Like there was some, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it was just stuff that I didn't like. There was some classical stuff that I've kept and there was like some Beatles, which I probably should have like put on eBay. Um, <laughs> but also <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure her cat used it as like a scratching post. So like oh, that's a lot of yeah. the jackets are just, you know, really beat up and out of all of like, there was hundreds of records, you know, stuffed into these totes. And the one that I that I found and still listen to all the time is Beastie Boys <laughs> License to Ill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh like it's one of my favorite ones to put on like on a Saturday if we're like cleaning the house or whatever. Um it still sounds good. It doesn't skip too much. <laughs> like there's a couple little pops that you hear. But That's funny. um yeah, that one I guess technically I bought. Um, and I listened to it a ton. Um, outside of that, probably the oldest one that I can recall is, um, hot water music till the wheels fall off that I bought when we went and saw them on their, (laughs) on their first farewell tour (laughs) in Phoenix. And probably the second one, because they're. Actual first farewell tour was like in like 99 or something like that. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It might have been their third farewell tour. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that one, like, and I don't listen to it that much. Like, it's not one of my favorite Hot Water albums or anything. Yeah, it's all B-sides and stuff. Yeah, but um, I still have the, like, the poster from the show rolled up in there. Nice. And, um, yeah, that one, as far as my memory goes, like, that's probably one of the first ones that I actually bought like at a concert and um, outside of, yeah, a couple seven, seven inches from like punk bands in high school. Mm. Um, That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool to me that like, it's, I like the resurgence, you know, I, yeah, I do yeah. think that there's like, you know, it gets a little gimmicky sometimes, but, and like yeah. the, the, the scalpery stuff yeah. that, that kind of bothers me. Like people that just buy it just to buy it because they think it's going to be exclusive and then to resell. You know what I mean? That stuff annoys me. Yeah, that drives me crazy. I wish that people that wanted to listen to them were buying them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I also just like that they're readily available for yeah. like, it's it's amazing the number of people that I talk to who, um, like, especially, you know, older people that like, you know, they had records in the seventies or something mm-hmm. and I'm telling them that I'm buying records and they're like, do, do they still make records? Yeah, like yeah. you can buy, you can buy records of bands you listen to now. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Like they're even putting them on tapes again, <laughs> like cassettes, yeah. but the tapes things. The one thing I'm not getting, on I, yeah, I'm, fuck I'm not that. Dealing with that. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm not getting into that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think my first record was, it was, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Suicide Machines Battle Hymns. Uh, it was the Hollywood Records one, and it was pretty rare up until a couple years ago when they when uh this the uh, record company Asbestos Records got the rights and repressed that and Destruction by Definition for the first time ever. So uh, so up until that, that was a pretty rare record that I have had. But uh, that thing's been through you know multiple states and moves and everything. And then the other one that's probably pretty close to that same time is uh, I bought, funny enough, another Hot Water Music album. It was Live at the Hardback, which oh, came nice. out in like 99. And, um, and that was like their, at that time, that was their final show. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the live record of that. 
And uh, I got the second press of that. I think I got that at, uh, I don't know if it was Balcony Lights at the time. I think it was probably Balcony Lights. I think Sound Barrier was done by 99. Yeah. But uh, I remember going in there. I was like, oh, hot water. I remember, like, I remember I heard probably, uh, uh, what the fuck's the, the hell's that record? The second one. No Division. Oh, yeah. And uh, like, oh, I like this. And I was like, oh, I'll pick this up. Like, I didn't, like, not even knowing. Like, I knew that it was a live album, live at the hardback. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll buy this. Like, I had never heard that record. I was just like, I like the one record by Hot Water Music that I heard. So I was like, oh, I'll get this one too and see how it goes. So that one's got, uh, that one's been around for a long time. Nice. But, yeah, those are uh, a lot cooler than mine. I don't know, man. Sabbath, <laughs> that's probably like an original Black Sabbath then too, because it's not a repress at that point. Yeah. I don't think they, they probably didn't start repressing that until a couple of years ago. Probably, um, it's uh, it's pretty beat up at this point, but yeah, but it still gets uh, still gets some airtime for sure. Nice. Yeah. Is that your most beat up record that you have? Um, that and so another one from that um, crate was uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors. Oh, great record. Yeah, that one gets played a lot at my house, and I actually have a backup of it that I. I, I, I have two copies of rumors too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you see it at the thrift store, you gotta pick it up just, Dude, just so, in case. So here's the Yeah. So I bought one and then I bought I saw it again somewhere and forgot that I had it already, so that's why I got that. But um the cool thing about like I remember looking at it and I was like, this looks a little different than the one that I had. So there was like a bunch of different presses of rumors, and like some of them are more sought out than others. Like there's there's like back then, like there would be like different people that mastered the records for pressing plants and stuff like that. So there are supposedly like better copies of rumors than others. Um, it's kind of crazy. Like I went down this rabbit hole one, to, one night, I think when I was um, the first time I was putting my spreadsheet together of all my records. So probably like four or five years ago, um, I saw that and I was going through them and, uh, and I saw that they had like different barcodes or they had something different. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, like you can look in the matrix, you know, where the, like the, the, the stamp is like the, the little, like, uh, the pressing plant stamp type of thing. Yeah. And there's like different people that Matt, like they, they had two different signatures in there. So I was like, this is weird. The rumors is kind of crazy. Like it's almost worth buying extra copies of rumors. Cause you might get like the good one <laughs> rather than the weird one. <laughs> like, yeah, there's one that from like England that supposedly is, is the cream of the crop. Okay. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I'll, have to, yeah. I'll have to look at mine and see what they are. Yeah, weird that's little side there. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's something that I I like looking um, at some of them, like trying to figure out if you don't leave the sticker or the you know the yeah, dust the, cover or whatever, whatever on. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, you lose the information on like. Mm-hmm. you know what the colorway is or what the you know how many it's out of or whatever mm-hmm. and it gets a little more difficult to track down like what it was that you bought discogs is your friend at that point i don't know if you ever used discogs but um discogs.com okay is great so it's like people like us that just enter that information and you can find all that different type of shit um i would say you know eight or nine times out of ten they have the pressing information like how many they did and you know, all that type of stuff for all records. It's it's great. And you can build your collection so you can enter it in there. And it even has a cool built in feature for uh, like keeping track of worth. So it'll give you like the lowest point that 
your record have sold for, the highest that it's sold for, and then like the median. Oh, so, nice. Like if you have a record and you know, the all time low was nine dollars and the all time high was thirty eight, but it normally sells for twenty now. So it's, you can get like uh like if you want to do like insurance or something like that, it's a good little got a little cool tool built in there. Sweet. So, yeah, I haven't messed with that at all. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. A long time ago, I had one when I had a pretty small, smaller collection, maybe like 10, 12 years ago, there was this thing called Dead Format. And I had, I had registered my records on there. And then um, I think I chose that over Discogs at the time because I think they had more like punk stuff, like, mm-hmm. or like the, the type of shit that I was listening to and had. So I went with Dead Format and then uh, Dead Format went dead and Discogs survived. So looking back, I should have went with Discogs from the get go, but. Whatever you live, you learn. Yeah. That would be a good uh, exercise, I think, for me just to start putting them in and, like, you know, you, like, every now and then, that's kind of the fun thing, too, about records, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, anytime I go to listen to something, you know, I'm kind of flipping through there and I'm like, oh man, I forgot I had this. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of get reacquainted with stuff and you just get excited and put it back yeah. on and, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah that I mean, I went. Well, I was going through mine like because I've been listening to. I listen to about an average of like four a day, three or four a day, like throughout the workday. Unless I have like a lot of shit going on, then I don't do it that day. But, yeah. Uh, um, for the most part, it does that. But I've been coming across them where it's like, not that I forgot that I had it, but I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. And then like uh, that Blink One Eighty Two record, I have the Take Off Your Pants one. Yeah. And uh, like I was entering that into Discogs, and I was like, holy shit! Like it, it sells for. I don't know it was like like an average of like 150 bucks or something and i was like jesus christ i don't even like this record really like, <laughs> sell it rid of this. <laughs> buy, yeah like seriously buy five more <laughs> i want to i want to trade it for uh oh shit there's two for sale right now of the one that i have and the cheaper one there's none in the u.s so you have to get it from germany is the cheapest one and it would cost you 275 dollars if you wanted to buy that right now that's crazy yeah the median price is eighty bucks, which is still crazy. Yeah, and the highest it's ever sold for is two twenty, but those are probably U.S. ones, so that's you know. Yeah, the shipping and stuff adds, but yeah, and I'm like, dude, I would trade that for like AFI Sing the Sorrow or something in a in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like a, a record I actually care about that is also ridiculously expensive. <laughs> yeah. Any know. of those like. uh I don't know. I've gone back and looked for like some of my favorite records and. Either they don't exist or, um, mm-hmm. you know, nobody's selling them at the time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's a scary prospect for me if I came across, like, I don't know, like Idol Will Kill by Oscar or something. I would probably, I don't yeah. even know if that ever made it on a record, but if it... It was Epitaph, so I, I would assume they did. They, they like, Epitaph and Fat, I think, pretty much always pressed a record yeah. for their releases. If there was a new, like, new... In the wrapper, I'd spend a hundred bucks on that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. Just because. <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, man, Oscar has got like. I think that's kind of like the appeal of Joyce Manor to me originally. Was yeah, like it kind of felt like Oscar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like more, more palatable and like better songwriter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I get. But uh, I get. Uh, I I think that I've made that connection as well. The the yeah. thing I miss about oscar was do you remember like there was something and i'm sure it's in other punk music too but like i swear the bass player played like chords or something like it just he was good yeah, yeah he like, might have some crazy I, I, depth he had a really did you ever see them 
No. I saw them live, and I just remember, like, him being, like, the standout musician in the band. Yeah. Like, I was just like, oh, that guy can fucking play. Like, everyone else was, like, just standard punk, you know, chord shit. And I was like, oh, that guy's, like, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like Matt Freeman, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to, the, to Rancid. Yeah. He's just like, oh, that guy's definitely the best player in this band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fun thing with Rancid was like, you know, like the solos and stuff that like oh, when yeah. I was learning to play, that was like uh what was it? Um Maxwell uh, Murder. Mac well not Maxwell Murder, the um uh shit. Journey to the end? To no, the Washington What's the Washington? Oh Olympia Washington. Olympia, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um learning that was like you know, that was like my I don't know. Like I always warmed up with that song, <laughs> Nice, and, but like I never even attempted to play any Oscar stuff. Cause I don't even know. Like it felt like actual yeah. music to me, like where I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to play chords on a, yeah. Bass. No one's tabbing that shit out. <laughs> right. So you got to learn it by ear. Like, come on, I got yeah. time for that. Yeah. But oh, man, that's anyway, cool. yeah, that, that album, the, um, yeah. Idol will kill was just, I don't know. I've listened to it a lot. <laughs> so if I could find it on vinyl, I'd pick it up, I think. Let me see if it's on Discogs. Oh, Idol Will Kill. I like Treatment 5 better. Yeah, Treatment of... 5. So that that one feels more like Joyce Manor. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it has a couple songs that I really like, like that uh, was it Smashed Up song that was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on a... Um, oh, one of the... Um, Jesus Christ! What's the you know the <laughs> the epitaph of <laughs> compilations? What in the hell are oh, they called? Punkarama. I'm like yeah, punk yeah, yeah. punk. <laughs> anyway, that's funny. Yeah, like number three or four or something. And I think that was the first time I ever listened to them. And I think it was my senior year or maybe junior year that Idol Will Kill came out, and I don't even know why, but it just like we listen to that so much and it's still like a lot of those songs still live in like playlists that I've put together for. Yeah. I need to listen to that one again. Cause I never, I don't think I, I mean, I remember listening to it, but I don't think I ever like listened, like listened, listened to it. You know what I mean? It's a little more like, I mean, it's, it wasn't as frantic. It was like no, a little bit more yeah, like, settled down if I remember correct. Right. And maybe more, I don't want to say emo, but like emotional. Um, yeah, 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 and emo in the classic sense, right? <laughs> but also, just production-wise, like it was better. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that first that check first out. album, Treatment Five, was raw as fuck. Yeah, like, I, was, I love that one too. Yeah. So Treatment Five had an original release on record. Idol Will Kill did not, but they did repress it in 2014. So there are copies of that out there. Man, there are none on Discogs though. Though. 2014 i should have been paying attention i know man damn it that's the worst isn't it yeah that's the the hard thing like nowadays is just like keeping track of everything being like, aware yeah yeah. like they're all uh matt and i have a chat with our buddy austin that like um he was like what was that band that had like the nintendo sounds in it and um <laughs> We were <laughs> we were just talking about like or trying to figure out what or I think he figured it out. Um and I'm not gonna think of it now. But um 
which is funny because my PlayStation Talking about horse the band, yeah, horse the band. So my <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my PlayStation name when we used to play Call of Duty is Face of Bear, and <laughs> it's from one of Horse the Band songs. It's like, oh shit, they came out with a new album, like or a EP or something, like a couple years ago, and oh, I just went and listened to it because it's like, I mean, I listened to that band a lot at one point, but that band was so ridiculous. <laughs> they were, but they were kind of good. Yeah, they were like musically they were really good, but they're almost like too good because they didn't take it serious. Like it was just too easy for them. <laughs> so yeah. Just like it was like throwing away stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah, but if you haven't heard the new the new shit, you should check it out. It's pretty good. Oh, man. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I might have to do that. But but that happens all the time, I feel like, where there's bands that I actually like I mm-hmm. honestly didn't realize that Hot Water Music was coming out with a new album like yeah and they're one of my all-time favorite bands so in like three weeks or something and it sounds good does it like like exister like i didn't like the production i didn't like the mix and then um the last one the hit the hit the lights what the hell was the last one i don't know Uh, it was uh i don't know but uh it was all right it was better than exister like sound and production wise but this one they went back to brian mcturnan who did um flight in a crash and caution there we go and he just he just fucking nailed it like he knows how to record them and he knows what they sound like you know what i mean yeah and uh and the vocals sound good they sound like those vocals like they don't sound like like chuck's fucking uh solo stuff where it's all like extra gruffy you know what i mean and like really compressed so it like just all sounds really throaty you know what i mean right like it sounds like old vocals and it's i'm so stoked on this new album like it just sounds so good. It sounds like the hot water music that I want to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does it have a I mean, flatliners guy in it? It does. Like he's he's like the official fifth member now. Like he's uh he's in the music. They, they did a music video. He's like in the video with the rest of them. Like, I saw crazy. that. Yeah. Yeah. He's another. He's a Chris too, right? Yeah. He's another Chris. Yeah. Chris Cresswell, I think his last name is. Yeah. He was he was awesome at uh Furnace Fest. Like yeah yeah. Um, he's definitely, there, a, he's a, yeah, he's a really good, good front man for sure. Yeah. 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 He's, uh, he, he's been, he's been at it for a long time, man. He knows how to, he knows how to work the crowd. Oh yeah. And it's good because like, I think he probably enjoys not having to carry the brunt of that. Yeah. Like with hot water, he can like just play and like take that backseat a little bit. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man. That's cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I pre-ordered that record. That's, that's probably the next one that's going to come to my house. I better get on that. I'll regret it if I don't. I think there's still copies out there. Like, so you, you probably can. If not, I think, uh, they'll probably repress it. They usually do with those ones. Yeah. Like, uh, like shortly, like they'll do a, a second run of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's, uh, you want to let's wind let's wind this thing down we've been going for an hour so yeah <laughs> all right do you want to do any other questions you want to just do our let's do one question what is your like it could be more than one too like what's your white whale like what's your uh what's the record that you would like to have but just haven't whether it's not available or it's too expensive or you just haven't gotten around to getting it um hmm do you know yours yeah, oh, I, I got a couple. So, yeah, I could do that. The one I mentioned earlier was AFI Sing the Sorrow. Yeah. Which is, because it was on uh, the major label, 
release so those ones don't really press stuff much and then there's also like rights involved with that so that's why it hasn't gotten the repress so uh copies of it sell for like two three hundred dollars there's even bootleg ones that someone made that like are unofficial records of it and even those sell for like two hundred dollars fucking insane wow and yeah i'm just like i like that record but and it sucks because i almost just want it just because it would complete the records of afi that i like like i would have all of them yeah and that's the last one that I don't have. So that's really the, the completionist in me, like, wants that. Yeah. But, uh, and then the other ones are No Knives. Uh, no Knife. Oh. Uh, Riot for Romance and Fire in the City of Automations. Both of them have been pressed, and I doubt those will ever be repressed just because it's fucking, you know, it's No Knife. No one's, there's not thousands of people lining up to buy fucking No Knife records. Right. But so I'm at the, the mercy of secondhand market, and those are, you know, they they don't pop up very often, and then when they do, they're you know hundred something bucks each. So. Yeah. And then uh, the other record which I'm holding out for repressed is uh, on Fat. They did um that comp fat, uh, short music for short people. Yeah. I love that record. Or let I had that CD and I loved that album. It was just such a unique thing. It was so fun. It had all these like cool songs by bands that were never really released anywhere else, and and they they had a repressed. At one point, a couple years after it was originally released, and now they're coming up on like 20, 25 years, and Fat's been doing that recently, like repressing their comp for like the 25th anniversary and stuff like that. So I'm going to hold out for that unless I can find one, but those usually sell for anywhere from like 50 to 100 bucks, depending on which one it is and which press it is. So same thing. Man. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? Offspring's X Nay on the Ombre. Really like that album. Mostly for nostalgia feel. Like I remember riding the bus to school in like eighth grade and I just that was like the CD I listened to like every goddamn day. Yeah. And then Descendant Summary. Summary? I think it's Summary. Uh it's like that comp album that they got. And it's not even because it's like rare, it's just like I just haven't gotten around to buying it. And uh my chemical romance that brought you bullets and whatever the hell the rest of that is. Title of that album. Uh I just really like that album. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to get repressed or whatnot. Hmm. Um, that's a, yeah. Um, like, thinking about, I guess, I guess I probably have, like, a little bit of a, I feel like the time that I started buying records, I just started buying it, and I haven't really looked back, like, mm-hmm. you know, other than, like I've looked, I have gone on eBay and like looked for that Oscar one a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but I haven't gone like deep on other records I would really like to have. Um, mm-hmm. I think when I see one that comes up, like they repressed uh, "Me Without You," AB Life. Oh, okay. And I picked that one up, um, just because it was like the first uh, "Me Without You" record and. Uh, I wanted it, <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, that's oh, a good record. yeah, I'll pick it up. Um, but like listening to you name off your list, like it would be cool just to have like some of those big influencers. Um, yeah. Um, like slowly going the way of the buffalo or something mm-hmm. by MXPX, and any of those early ones like, um, teenage politics or. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah that would be that would be kind of fun i've 
I don't listen to MXPX anymore, really. Yeah, um, but, it's, but it's one of those albums that just like means a lot to you. Yeah, it would be it would be fun yeah. to have that. Um, refused. Um, it would be good to pick up like all their shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> same with um, um, let's see. I have to I'm trying to think of which ones I. Like I've collected almost all the minus the bear albums, um, even the EPs, because they were so active for a while and repressing stuff. Actually, that's one of the ones I brought was highly refined pirates, um, and that for me was one that I was like, just kind of waiting for them to do. And when it came mm. out, I was like, oh hell yeah, and <laughs> jumped right on it. Nice. Um, yeah, the. I don't know. I might have to revisit this a little bit, (laughs) but, um, definitely I I would say like, for whatever reason, Idol will kill by Oscar is probably a, a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then relationship of command by at the drive-in would be probably another one that I would really enjoy having. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite like or the one that you're most proud of or something or I think uh it's funny cuz it's not even like a record that I I think the best find I ever got was that the voice that's fire this crying this screaming one that I found oh. at a record store around here. Yeah. Just cuz it was like a European tour collection and I pro- I think I paid more money than it was worth just cuz it was one of those like what the fuck is this? I didn't even know that, you know, it was like one of those, I think I paid, it wasn't even that much. I think I paid like 30, 30 bucks or something for it. Yeah. And, uh, I think it sells like resale values, probably like 20, 25. So it's not like I got fucking scalped, but you know, it was one of those, uh, like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think mostly just because it was like out of nowhere, I wasn't looking for it. I was just thumbing through stuff and I was like, Whoa, what is this? It was just like, a complete surprise that a it was there and b that it even existed like i didn't even know that was pressed outside of like an original thing and uh even at that i didn't know if it was originally pressed because it was on a smaller label at the time so yeah but uh other than that i there is a regret that when glassjaw first put out um the coloring book record on vinyl so at the time i was working at wawa i was getting my masters i had very little money and uh that came up and it was it was something like 50 or 60 bucks for this thing and you had to go you had no it was more than that because you had to buy a ticket to a show to get it that was the only way you can get this record so i was like fuck it i'm doing it and then i go and i had it in my cart and i was about to buy the tickets i was gonna go but it would have been like 150 bucks or something for me and jen to go and i was just like oh man like i wasn't you know what i mean i was just like barely scraping by with money and everything. And I was like, can I really afford this? And then thought about it and thought about it. And I canceled out. And then I went back like 10, 15 minutes later. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm just going to do it. Like worse comes to worse. I can re like, you know what I mean? I could resell it if I needed to and get the money back. And then it got sold out. And then down the line, those records were selling for like three, four, five hundred $500. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then, but they repressed it uh, a year or two ago. 
Yeah. And I got a, I got a copy of that. So nice. I was happy about that. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's uh well, you know, when, when we're broke, we make a lot of concessions and don't do things yes. that we, <laughs> we yeah. want to do. <laughs> and I, uh, I probably try and block some of those things out just, uh, you know, but uh-huh. I definitely feel like I, like I missed out on some shows and, um, definitely, you know, picking up records at that time, um, just because I couldn't afford to, you know? Yeah. And, um, but you know, it's, it's a means to an end, I guess. And the thing that I've tried and focus on, it's like, I don't know. There's so many things that you encounter. I feel like as you just, uh, grow older, like I think about like, uh, Oh, my buddy and I used to have like movie, we would order, you know, however, like three Netflix, you know, back when they were on DVD and thought Netflix was so cool. And I'm like, why the hell didn't I like throw some money at Netflix? Well, because I yeah, didn't right. know what investing was at that time, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and you, you can't focus on that part of it. You have to focus on, well, what's the, what's the newest thing that you think is really cool? maybe throw like, you know, now yeah. that you actually have some money to put on it, like. Um, dispensable income <laughs> maybe maybe put a little money at it but yeah like so that's why now like i've been just kind of focusing on like uh well like citizen and turnstile and joyce you know these new bands yeah, yeah, yeah. that i am really excited about and and i can actually spend a few bucks on the record and i can justify it because you know i like listening to it with my kids and yeah. there's like i have all the excuses in the world now and yeah. um but i don't want to get like 10 years down the road and be like ah oh, man i should have bought that citizen yeah, album I agree. yeah when i yep. actually could afford it <laughs> you know yeah exactly right um i try i try not to basically you know i feel like there's a good you get a pass if you were at that stage in your life where you're just like oh totally, totally. you know but it still stings a little bit <laughs> nope it totally does yep. yeah 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 it was it's funny because uh there was one record that I bought during that era, not that I, it wasn't even expensive. It was just like I pre-ordered Yeah. Um, that I, I'm glad I did. And at the time I was like, ah, oh, do I really want to spend, I think it was probably like 25 or 30 bucks or something because it was new. Yeah. It was the Refuse, The Shape of Punk to Come. They reissued that in like 2010 or something like that. Now you're just rubbing it in. So that's yeah, a, that's I know. My white you whale you mentioned that and, that's, and it sparked <laughs> it. And, uh, and it was a double LP. It, nice. It's through Epitaphs. Though, and I was just like, yeah, and it's funny because I think it was the summer of it was when I first moved to um, Jersey. So it was like that summer, and uh, I think we had just moved there. I didn't. I don't think I had a job yet. Like, <laughs> so that's why I was like, "Do I really want to spend thirty dollars on this?" And I was like, "I don't even have a job right now." And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I want this." It's like it's one of those records. I was just like, you know, it was like a person. You gotta, you gotta have it's it. A, yeah, it's like a self-defining record, you know. Yeah, so that's awesome. I do. I, I'm glad that I don't regret not buying that. Yeah, I'm glad that I bought it. Yeah, I have so. to look at uh, now that you mentioned that. I'm gonna go in and start putting mine in because I I don't even know if I have like um any I guess rare like um so one of the other first probably after Hot Water Music I bought um <laughs> Between the Buried and Me Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because it's such an, to me, like such an epic album and, you know, like, uh, whatever you call that, just 
metalcore kind of like yeah 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 um that like Selkie's song is ten minutes long and it's beautiful I think and it's so fun to listen to <laughs> on record <laughs> and um there's like two of the, I I bought a Converge album around the same time um I don't, that was I think that was like 2009 or 2010 and uh I just remember that was the year my my daughter my oldest daughter was my she was born in 2009 and I have like videos still of like me moshing in the living room with her when she just like barely walk. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Listening to some of these, you know, really heavy <laughs> records. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's still like that one is in great shape because it doesn't get a whole lot of playtime just because it is extremely heavy. And so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can only get away with it so often, but, um, it is fun to put on and just rock out. That's funny. Yeah. All right, let's wind okay. this down. Sounds good. We're going to rank our collections. We'll do our top nines, because that's just what we do on Ranks for Nothing. Okay. And uh, so, do we want to go one for one, or just do our lists all in order? Um, I, we can, well, whatever you think. I don't know. What I don't it, know either. I don't let's know. Do, if... let, let's just go, let's just do your whole list and then my whole list. Or vice versa, but yeah, let's just do that. Maybe it'll make us go quicker that way. <laughs> okay. Um, you go first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. All right. This is it's not it's in any particular order, but it's just like uh, whatever. Some of these aren't even like my favorite albums of all time. It's just like, A, I have to own it on, right, on vinyl, but uh, B, it's just like it means more to me. Right. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's anyway, so. I was gonna make that same caveat. Like these aren't yeah, these aren't my favorite records necessarily, but they're yeah. they're ones that they're I'm def- yeah. I'm excited to have, I guess. Yeah. I'm excited to own them and also they still are up there. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like these are like my two hundredth favorite record, but Right. But uh yeah. Anyways, so uh AFI shut your mouth and open your eyes. It's a first press, it's on blue. They did a couple of random colors um for that first press on Nitro. And it's just, uh, it was, this is like the album that kind of introduced me to hardcore at that moment. It was, it came out, what, in the mid nineties, like 95, 96, 97, something like that. I don't remember. But it was the first album that I was like, oh, I can get into screaming or at whatever you want to call Davey Havoc. But at the, yeah. you know, it bridged that gap between singing and, and hardcore yelling. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, it, that, that changed it. And I got that on eBay. Shit. I don't 10, 15 years ago or something like that. And uh and I'm really glad I bought that. It was just one of those, you know. I think that was the first AFI record I actually bought was that one. And uh all right, next is Boyce It's Fire after the eulogy. One, it's just like another one of those life defining records. Um and it's also a record that I wanted for so long because they Victory only pressed it once and then they signed that deal with Wind Up, so it never got repressed because those rights moved to wind up instead of staying with victory mm-hmm. so it never got repressed on record um until uh, i don't know two three years ago when uh finally the rights from wind up expired and boys of fire had them again and they repressed it uh so i finally got a copy of that so um part of it's just like i wanted it for so long and then so i finally got it and another part's just like it's a fantastic record yeah next up strike anywhere changes a sound um, this is just one of my all-time favorite bands, and uh, again, it's a. Uh, I got a first press on Baby Blue, and I actually didn't buy this 
from new. This was a, a purchase later on. I think probably around the time Exit English came out. So I, I think I got it on eBay. Um, it wasn't too expensive either. I think I got it for probably like 20 bucks, maybe 25 bucks shipped, something like that. I don't know what it's worth now, but uh, I, was, I was excited about that. Uh, next up, Rancid, Out Come the Wolves. Ooh. I have a first, I have an OG first press of that. No way. Not even from new. This was just by chance, like uh, probably about like eight or nine years ago. Um, I was just on eBay and it was, it's one of those records that I always looked for. And uh, like whenever I was on eBay or something, I, you know, every couple months I'd pop in and see what, what was going on. And someone was selling it and I don't think they knew what they had. Um, and I was looking at it and, uh, I was like, yeah, I want this. And, um, and I got it for pretty cheap too. Like I think shipped, I got it for like 20 bucks, which is kind of crazy. And it's in pretty good shape. I think that's what, I think it was bundled with something else. Like, and I think that's part of the reason why it, it didn't sell higher than what it was. I think like the description, like the title that the girl listed it as was like weird. I don't know. I don't know how I came across it, but I was just like, oh shit. Like, I remember I was in New York City with Jen and a friend while the auction was ending and I was on my phone. And I was like, oh shit. I got to I was like, hey, we need to take a break for a minute. So I need to make sure I get this fucking record on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, it's one of those records that was just like, uh, there's three records. I'll just do those other ones right now, even though they weren't next on my list. So Rancid, Green Day, and Offspring were basically my christening into punk rock. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I went back. Green Day, they repressed Dookie, I don't know, maybe like 2012, 2014, something like that. I forget when it was. So I bought that um, for that same reason. It was just, it's just a life-defining record. It was like the first band that I really got into and kind of changed my life at the age of, what, 11 or something like that. Uh, and then the offspring was the same thing that that same summer was like nonstop offspring and green day uh, I got smash this was also just by chance I just got it off of eBay and it was a first press of the offspring smash and I think the person didn't know which pressing it was and I didn't even know I just wanted the record and I got it back and then I was doing some research on it and found out that it was an actual first press and so that's kind of a cool little thing yeah um, other one is the RX Bandits, Gemini, Her Majesty. I have a, it's a two by 10 inch, which is cool just for that reason, just because it's a 10 inch record and there's a double 10. It's a pain in the ass to listen to. No, it's not. It's not. It's uh 10 inches are roughly, I think you could fit like 15 ish minutes on it. So it's like three or four songs per side, but their songs are kind of long, so it's not too bad. You know what I mean? You don't have to mess with your turntables setup. Oh no no no! It's not. It still runs at thirty three. Oh, nice. So it's not. A, it's not anything weird like that. Uh, so yeah, so that's cool. It's on. It's on orange. I bought that at their show. I saw them in Philadelphia. Uh, me, Jen, and Dave was on vacation, and we went. Maybe it was in New Jersey. No, I think it was in. It had to be Philly. I wouldn't have gone to New Jersey for that. I feel like I, I saw RX Bandit but... so many times, like as a kid. You know, it, I think. Yeah. I swear they played like live. yeah, like all those festivals in Vegas. They were always yeah, I wouldn't doubt like it. a staple there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but th- this was the first time I'd seen them in their like new, I guess like 
stage. Yeah. Because back then they were like just ska punk band. Right. You know what I mean? And now they're like kind of like weird prog ska rock punk stuff. I don't know how the hell you call them, but yeah. they're just, they're fantastic. And I didn't even know that they pressed this and apparently they had just pressed it and uh, they were only selling it on the tour. So I, I just scooped it up. I was like, yeah, I'm buying that right now. And uh, that was a nice find because they never repressed it or anything either. So that was one of those. If I didn't buy it right then, I might be, you know, wanting it because it's a hundred bucks or something right now. Next up is no effects. I have a first press of punk and Drublick, and that is probably my most beat record. Like the cover and everything is just like, there's fucking masking tape on the fucking nice. <laughs> <on the> spine. <laughs> it's, it's beat. I've had it for a long time. It was, I bought it used and it was beat when I got it. And it's just like, it's yeah, it's just been through the ringer. And uh, it's it's just cool to have you know it's, it's again it's like one of probably like one of the most famous independent punk records there are and uh, at least for our era yeah and uh, it's cool to have a first press of that um and then last but not least my number nine would be refuse shape of punk to come that record again it's just one of those like life defining records and uh, yeah I got a couple honorable mentions but we'll uh, we'll go to you first yeah um. So, well, I I didn't I'm not I'm not nearly as organized as you are, so I'll just start with that. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of winging it. Um, and I've talked about a lot of them already, but um, yeah, in my top nine, I feel like I'm going basically off of what I. Well, I don't know if I was doing what I listened to the most, I probably should have brought a couple others, but um, a lot of that's just because it's what I like feel like I can get away with in the house. Mm-hmm. Um so the the Beastie Boys license to ill one gets a lot of airtime and I now I'm like curious. I feel like I need to find out if it's like a first pressing or not and yeah yeah <laughs> all that stuff. It looks like it. Um uh, like the label's old as shit on the record. Um mm-hmm. it's actually in pretty good shape cuz it was I don't know, like, it didn't go along with all the other records that that lady had in those totes, and so I almost wonder if it was, like, a kid's or something that yeah, just yeah, never yeah. really got touched. And so I might be I might be fucking with, like, you know, uh, a collector's item here. Yeah, um. yeah it's kind of crazy, because, like, that's one thing, like, hip-hop and punk have always, like, had vinyl. Like, it's just something that was, like, with those genres, you right. know what I mean? So it's kind of interesting that those, like, you know... That I think that's what connects like our communities to vinyl, you know what I mean? Is that like they kind of kept doing it when you know other genres didn't, like they just didn't give a shit, right? But yeah, yeah, no, um, that's cool. The next one I think is going to be Turnstiles Time and Space. Mm. Um, I'm jealous of your Turnstile record collection, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um, I well, I like I said, I found out about them through the podcast and I immediately went on a shopping spree and (laughs) um, picked up a few and that one, my kids love all of their music really, but especially time and space and glow on. And so they get Mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, a lot of airtime at the house for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, But that one in particular, I feel like, you know, as a mid, mid to late 30 year old, uh, you know, aging punk rocker. 
it's yeah. <laughs> it's really exciting to like you know fall in love with bands again mm-hmm. and yeah. um it's been it's i don't know it's just a cool thing to experience i feel like and um the well just like the sort of the experience i was explaining earlier like sitting down with a record and putting it on and actually listening to it front to back and you know reading the lyric sheet or whatever like or just actually enjoying it rather than you know doing like putting it on spotify or whatever in the background and not really paying attention um i feel Mm -hmm. like there's i don't know there's something as, as somebody who loves music there's something to be said for that i think so yeah yeah um i follow which uh i think brings me to the next one which is citizens youth Mm, um that's a great record (laughs) their debut i have it in silver and gold splatter vinyl um it's a really pretty record it's kind of an unusual colorway i feel like Mm. and um i've got i think all of their albums as well but that one in particular um i don't know I don't know. I I feel like it's my favorite, but I don't know if it's my favorite. I love them all. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like that's my favorite. Yeah. But I don't know if that's just because like it was my introduction to them right. or if it's like actually my favorite. Yeah. But regardless, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I like it a lot. Um So, the next one So, I've got well, I'm going to say them both just because I I brought two, I have a bunch of Minus the Bear albums, but, um, so they came through, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but they came through Jackson Hole, which is like an hour for me, mm-hmm. and it's at the Pink Garter Theater, and I swear there were like 15 people there, and it felt oh, like, man. It felt how like long a, ago was this? This is like, well, now it's probably been six or seven years ago. Oh, jeez. Yeah, um, it was insane. I think it was just like... You know, they were going probably from Denver back to Washington, and it was like okay. a good okay, let's yeah, stop maybe through. Maybe get some gas money. Yeah. And uh, which hopefully, I think I bought every record they had in <laughs> stock, <laughs> but it like filled out my collection. And That's so awesome. I, got, I got Planet of Ice, which is, I think, the 180 gram, um, maybe, or no, they're, so it's, I mean, it might be, but it's, they're uh, purple. Um, also very pretty, and it's a two disc set, and then um, highly refined pirates. Okay, so those both picks then. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was cheating, I think, by doing both. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's just minus the bear. Um, no cheating. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. If I'm if I have to pick one. Uh, you know, I actually probably listen to Planet of Ice more, even though Highly Refined Pirates has more of a nostalgia factor. Um, I just think that their production quality and stuff on Planet of Ice was, it's a, it's like a good, it's a good record, you know, like the, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to describe it, but you've heard it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. I don't don't know if you even like it, but (laughs) yeah. I own, I only... I really only like one minus. The oh, that's album. right. You don't like them. And it's uh, <laughs> that infinity overhead album, which most minus the bear fans do not like. Right. So <laughs> planet of ice is similar to that. I think 
or at least it was kind of like the you know like they were headed in that direction where the mm-hmm. like the sampling got more into like more electronic stuff and the production went up and you know i don't know why people get mad when bands start sounding better but like i still yeah. like highly refined pirates because it reminds me of pool parties at brian and rory's house yeah yeah yeah. but i think i think my beef with those older records is the drums like every drum beat was exactly the same and it annoyed the living shit out of me. <laughs> yeah i'm not a drummer so i don't <laughs> yeah yeah and honestly it's just like it's that's just like a personal tick like it has nothing to do with the quality of the songs because i mean they are good yeah and i think that's i think that's why i started liking their later materials because they bridged into more of a general rock feel rather than that weird dancey thing that they had going on in those early days. Yeah. Um, all right. My next, so, you, so you're going with uh planet of I'll ice. Go with planet of ice. Yeah. All right. All right. If you're making a list, I mean, you, a list. you technically you did three, you know, that one time. Yeah. But those were all my picks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Those were part of the nine. <laughs> all right. I was just trying to, you know, <laughs> sneak an extra one in there. <laughs> um, well, now I'm like, I don't know if I should burn up one of my picks with... Yeah, I'll do it. All right, so my buddy Jack Evan Johnson. You know Jack? Yeah, yeah. I know Jack. Yeah. So I've bought all his records, and um, we'll just do Self-Made Man. Um, I have that record as well. Yeah. Um, so I have another buddy here locally that ha- I have a few of his records as well. Um, but. I don't listen to this a whole lot, but there's yeah. something really cool about having one of your buddies put something on a record that you can, yeah. you know, put on your turntable and listen to. It's just, yeah, it's really fun. Um, no, totally. One of my biggest regrets of all my bands is that I never had any records pressed in any of them. Yeah. And it was just that black hole of time where it was like too expensive to do. And it was before, you know, it kind of became cool again. So, you know what I mean? We just, we were in that dead zone, like, yeah, of, of my, my musical career was in the vinyl dead zone. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, I get it. Um, you know, part of me wants to like, now that I have money and not like, not like I'm like rolling in money, but like I have a little bit of disposable income. Get that. Part of me wants to you like to, re you need to wants put... to press fucking Mercury Sky. Oh. Yeah. I'm just like, but but it'd be like I was gonna say Adam Ford. I'll buy that one, but <laughs> maybe we'll do a double, a double, a split, a split LP. Yeah, or a double LP. Do them both. You I'll should. just do my whole discography and put it on like three records. The Mike Riley band experience, and there'll be four, fourteen copies, and I'll just give them to every other band member and or friends that want to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Um. Another one is uh, Comeback Kids Die Knowing. Uh, um, right. And I feel like it was also just on the front end of when I actually started buying records of bands I like. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, it feels like around 2010, 2009, 2010 is kind of when I started. I think that one's from 13 or 14, but yeah. um, it's gotten quite a bit of spin time as well and uh yeah it's a yeah that was probably like 2011 maybe late 2010 yeah or 12 no i think that was 12 because i think i bought that i think that came out when i was in pa we didn't move here until 2012 
Gotcha. But that's about when I started picking up collecting again was when we moved to Pennsylvania. There was probably like a good six or so years before that, like, cause we were moving, like we didn't really, you know what I mean? And then we, we moved into the house in like, Oh six, like me and Jen bought the townhouse that we had. Yeah. So we were kind of poor. I bought a couple here and there from that time, but, uh, yeah. So probably from like six to 10 ish, maybe 11. It was kind of like a dead zone for me. So yep. yeah. Um, same boat. I got married in yep. 2008 and was poor <laughs> until, <laughs> until 2012, at least like poor to where I couldn't afford to, you know, go to my friend's weddings or buy records. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was, yeah. I wasn't starving or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but superfluous uh, <clears throat> purchases you had to think twice about. I, I get it. Right. You had to buy diapers and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. My next one I think is going to be a to B life by me without you. Um, it is another, just one of those records that I always really loved. I picked it up on a repress. It's a, what you would expect from a me without you record. It's like a, you know, old world looking cream and burgundy kind of, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, very uh, depressing colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the artwork on the album is insane. Just like all their stuff and the music's good. And uh, yeah, I love that record. Do I have two more? You have two more. Yes. All right. So um, the next one is going to be, well, I already talked about this one too, between the buried and me, Alaska. Um, it's just really fun. It's a really fun album. If you like that kind of prog metal rock sound and, um, it's funny that I don't know what year this came out, probably, I don't know, 2005 or six or something. Um, do you remember ringback tones? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I had a, Jesus. <laughs> I, I had a, a sidekick when I got married. Um, and my, me and my buddy Sam were on my way to my wedding and I'm of course running late. And the guy, <laughs> the officiant or whatever, like calls me to see if I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm got married. Like, Make sure I'm, you're still coming. Yeah. I'm Mormon and got married at the big temple there in Vegas. <laughs> and, uh, the, this guy, like, you know, I'm assuming a nice, uh, church going man yeah. calls yeah. me and, uh, it's, I think it's Alaska was my, or it was either Alaska or Selkies. Um, <laughs> just that like crazy riff, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. and then like, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, I pick up and it's some guy asking if I'm coming to my wedding and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm in the parking lot. I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, anyway, so, uh, that's a great album. Um, and I don't know anything else about it. I don't, I'm assuming it's, it might be first press. It's like gray, you know. All right. And then the last one here is going to be The Dusk and Us by Converge. Um, mm. Converge is one of those bands, that, kind of like Me Without You. I'm assuming a lot of bands are doing it now, but I think just with uh, the band in general being so um, proactive in the music and art community, 
Like mm-hmm. they definitely, um, I would say are prolific vinyl distributors and have like a bunch of different variations for every different release. Yeah. This one's well, I like, think, uh, yeah. Bannon's like, he does like art, like he's, you know, he does a visual art type of stuff too. So, right. Yeah. So, and that's a cool thing with all, I mean, yeah, me I, without you does the same thing, I think. Yeah. Um, like this album has a booklet thing with a bunch of his visual art stuff with the mm-hmm. lyrics printed on it. Like it's a full size, like the size of the LP, you know, like, um, book basically the, yeah. So it's another one that is fun to sit down and listen to. Like it's, it's a cool looking record itself. Um, mm-hmm. and then you get this book to follow along with it and see what, you know, what he's screaming about. Nice. Um, yeah, it's kind of a cool looking record too. It's like a metallic, um, where it like, you know, as the light, like if you move it around, it gets some different rainbow hues and stuff. So anyway, pretty sweet. That's my list. All right. Yeah. Do you have any, uh, besides that minus the bear record, do you have any, uh, honorable (laughs) mentions or is that about it? That other one? Um, I have, I have one that I'll bring up. Um, so this is Santa gold, 99 cent. Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to Santa gold. I don't even know what the hell that is. (laughs) She's a, she's like a Brazilian kind of, I would say just pop musician. You may recognize a couple of her songs if you went and listened to them. But um, this one, I think I got off of my buddy Austin's recommendation. Um, and I I got it for my daughter for her birthday just because it was, you know, a good excuse to buy a record. Mm-hmm. And they have played the shit out of this thing. And <laughs> to the point where, like, it's probably the one they broke the stylus on. Like, it's got scratches. It, pops and skips every now and then (laughs) but uh it's just such a good fun record it's relatively clean i think for you know for what it is um yeah yeah but it's just yeah it's a really fun record it's kind of out of the the norm for you know our genre of music but yeah um it's awesome i would highly recommend it to anybody (laughs) so nice yeah uh, what about you? I've got, I got three All right. that were teetering on being in that other list. But uh, so one is Glassjaw Worship and Tribute. Um, it was, I think, the first press, or maybe it was a repress. I forget. I don't remember which press it is. But um, it's the infamous pressing where it was a white record, but it came with the clear case. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the album art from Worship and Tribute, but when it was a CD, the CD was uh, the CD itself was had like a the art on the actual cd was like a record oh yeah cd case cd case had a clear insert so there was no like booklet it was just like a clear plastic insert with um a record stylus painted onto it like so it was you know like a transparency like it read over it so it looked like a record player nice It, it was really cool so they recreated that in actual vinyl form so they had a a clear jacket that did it but it turns out that there's this weird chemical relax- reaction between the plastic that they used and the actual record itself. Oh no. So it left this weird fucking residue on top of the record. So it just has this like general 
sound when it plays like yeah. it's not that bad you can still listen to it but it, it sounds like there's like you know when you get a speaker like a bad speaker it's like dusty or something it, like that yeah it just sounds like that but it's only one side the other side's all right because the other side had the there was like the backing so it sat on that so uh it still looks dope though uh but yeah it's like now it's like an infamous record because of that and they've they've recently repressed it for their new like 20 year reunion or anniversary of that mm-hmm. but they only sold it in like packs of like that and uh their other full length and it's just like and then you got to spend like a hundred and something dollars on it and i'm like fuck i just want this record so that i can listen to it without the hissing yeah <laughs> but whatever that's yeah. last job for you what they do <laughs> uh next up is the distillers coral fang it's another one of my like favorite records of all time and um they released it on record store day a couple years ago and I made it down to uh there's a record store in Lancaster called Angry Young and Poor, which is like apparently a pretty decent like web presence, like for punk not only records but like apparel and stuff. Nice. Like they're kinda like like I don't know if a world known, but like I was surprised because I just went there and then I started following on Instagram and I'm like, holy shit, like they have a lot of followers. Like it's kinda crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is like my local punk record store maybe like 30 40 minutes from the house but as far as like punk stores the closest one so i got that there it's uh that was cool uh it's like on red final i think and uh and then the next one is propagandi uh today's empire's tomorrow's ashes i had this just on black vinyl um it was original pressed from fat records um but they reissued it within the last couple months uh as a remaster which is awesome because they it sounds really fucking good and uh i was able to get the colored variant from fat which is kind of like a they don't do too many like they basically do that's kind of interesting because they do like one color variant and then the rest is just black yeah so if you don't get that first like three or four or five or whoever many they do they it's usually less than like 600 or so like they don't really do too many color variants so if you don't if you're not one of those first couple like you don't get it so i was kind of like I remember they announced that they were doing pre-orders at like Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time or something. And I I set a reminder on my phone. I was like, all right, fucking want this thing. And, uh, and I was lucky enough to get one. So I was stoked on that. So that's it. Another one of those albums that was defining for me. So, yeah. Well, uh, Mike, you've definitely inspired me to go and spend more money. <laughs> seek out some of my uh, <laughs> some of my favorite albums on vinyl. Um, I do think once I'm, uh, I think that once I get my new setup in my office, I'm going to probably nerd out and start really seeking nice. out ones that I really want. But I feel like I I need to start paying attention because I may have missed the boat on a few. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ever since uh, putting this one in my basement, I started, it was the same thing. It kind of kicked me in the butt again to like, not buy a lot more, but just like, be like, oh yeah, yeah. I want to buy some more records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I think just being like, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I'm as much as we're kind of griping against like the, <laughs> the digital era. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely get lazy that way too, where like, you know, like I thought about that with that, uh, um, oh, that band anxious. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was excited for that new album to come out and, and I like it, you know, they're one of those bands that I'm kind of excited about. And 
I have no idea. I haven't even looked, but that's one that I would like. I thought I should see if they have records coming out, and I didn't. Yeah, and... I pre-ordered that new one. Yeah. That. <laughs> so fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what. I think that that's what I. It's need on to start. Run for Cover. Yeah. Run for Cover is really good about doing represses. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure that I think the first press is out, but uh, I'm sure you, you can buy a new one right now. Like they're they're one of those labels that's really good with uh, keeping up to date with their records. Yeah. But yeah, that's just, I mean, just making the point that like, as I'm excited about new music, I need to yeah. actually pay attention and like, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's my big thing is like, I mean, for a long time, I would support music by going to shows and buying shirts and doing that type of shit. And now it's like with the way digital streaming and, you know, if I want to check out now, I'm going to go to Bandcamp or go to YouTube and I just listen to it and see if it's good. And then like, if I actually like something, then this is my way of like contributing to that band. You know what I mean? It's like. Yep. There's no real way to support them anymore. Like, I'm fucking, you know, almost 39. I got two kids at home. I'm not going to shows all the time. So it's like, I got enough t shirts. Might as well right. buy the records. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yep. Um, kind of my way of uh, keeping the scene alive, you know? There you go. Support your, uh, you know, your, your local band. Your local bands. That That is another thing that I will say. Like, I have probably a dozen records that I've probably listened to once from, we have a really, I know I've bragged about them before, but we have a great fine arts council locally yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for a town of 2000 people. Like we get <laughs> really good bands that come up here. I mean, it's not always my taste, but um, yeah, but it's good music. Yeah. Least. They're yeah, really talented musicians from um, Austin and uh wherever else people come from <laughs> you know uh nashville Those other places uh yeah there was this fun kind of young band i think they're called what were they called fox royale from like kansas city or something that came through there's a lot um, of good bands from kansas city yeah um and i'll always buy a record and a t-shirt or whatever like stickers something just to you know support them or you know give them a few bucks for yeah, dinner yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever and totally. yeah and it's it is a you know i I appreciate that like somebody's out there doing it because you know we obviously love music and so um even if it's not necessarily exactly what i've you know <laughs> listened to all the time uh i'm glad that they're doing it that uh otherwise i'd just have to listen to country music all the time you know <laughs> Nobody, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, man. That was fun. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if uh, people listening to it are going to think that same thing, but I had fun. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We're, you know, I think I think people are going to be pumped. <laughs> yeah. I think it I think it'll go like I I do want to do this more. And I think it'll be better if we just have one person talking about their collection. Like it'll go a little more quicker, I guess. Yeah. We can drill them. Two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be more of a, you answer the questions and we'll talk about it rather than both of us having to answer the same question. Right. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, it was fun. I had, I had a good time. Heck yeah. Um, well, I, I'm, uh, I'm feeling inspired and motivated. So, I'm, well, in, in, in two years, we'll do a recap and that's right. What you've, what you've accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be poor, uh, but I'm going to have yeah, a right. sick record collection. <laughs> yeah. It's all that matters. Oh uh, man. Uh, All right, buddy. 
All right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks yeah. for listening. Heck yeah. Play this. Yeah.